Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, was Pavlov's hair always silky, or did he have to condition it? Nice, Hi, America. Nice. Hello, well, my name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. I once asked a librarian if she had a book about Pavlov's dog and Schrodinger's cat. She said it rang a bell, but she wasn't sure if it was there or not. <laughs> good, good. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers and websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. I haven't welcomed anyone to the show yet either. No. I started very yeah. cerebrally. I thought yes. that was a very intellectual beginning. I, I was impressed. And now I've got things back to front on the back of that. I've oh, literally well. strained my brains. I need some bungay rubbed in. Yeah, Welcome to yeah, the show. It's been rough. More questions than answers. We are the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. See, I wanted to say that because yes. I like saying anywhere in the world. <laughs> Just let it hang there in the world. Makes me very happy. Simple things, isn't it, to be honest? <laughs> we will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of oh, the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your love. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. And that's the very tune that she snores. Let's have a listen to mine. Foxy lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear it now. See? I thought it was Jingle Bells. But it did too. Jingle, you can't say Jingle Bells. That's the first thing I thought. Every week. I'm just going to do Jingle Bells from now on in and then say it's something right, else. Right. Listen to this. See? Oh, Same yeah, thing. Addicted yeah. to love, Robert Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> I am huddled under my quilt. Yes, indeed. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. See, I like saying horror as well. Shiver in horror. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists. By the way, I think I've got Tourette's. I have to keep saying words over and over again. Like elbow. If I get elbow in my brain, I've then got to say elbow in my head like one you should away. be more flexible. Apple pudding. Well, I can only make Fridays. Flex your elbow. Oh, I see what you've done. Oh. 
To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, <laughs> I will employ what I've called the inappropriate bell. Example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. I don't even know what I'm doing here. So I share that with you. <laughs> we'll figure it no out No clue. I just get willed out in front of a microphone. I have no clue what I'm doing. Not a one. <laughs> Let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather saw some idiot at the gym this week put a water bottle in the Pringles holder on the treadmill. Again? <laughs> Welcome to the show, Heather. I Pringles, got... the only chip company in the world that doesn't sell air. Oh. True enough. Oh, yeah. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle's doctor told her she was too sweet today. Well, her exact words were severely diabetic. But Michelle <laughs> knew what she meant. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Laughter, of course, is the best medicine. Well, unless you are diabetic, then insulin is probably a better way to go. <laughs> I also wish to introduce our resident psychologist tonight, Chad Peters. Hello, hello. Chad was caught sleeping on the job this week, but he slowly raised his head and said, In Jesus' name, amen. And all was good. Welcome to the yeah. show. Religious psychologist. Chad is good at sleeping. He can do it with his eyes closed. It's yeah. pretty incredible. They're mad. They're bad. And they are paranormal. That's a good idea, actually. If you're caught sleeping on the job, and they say, what are you doing? You go, In the name of Jesus, amen. As you raise your arm and your head, they can't have a go at you for praying, can they? Do you see what I'm well, saying? Well, I mean, given my religion, they probably can. I was <laughs> very tired at school once. I was a teacher for many years. 15 years I was a teacher. I was in the art department. We had a dark room. That dark room <gasps> mm -hmm. had a mm -hmm. nice little bed made up in it. <laughs> oh, good Don't go in the dark room. Yeah, I've got a little camp bed back there. Lovely. Have an hour between lessons. Perfect. This is season three, episode 72, would you believe? Wow. We're rattling through them. At this very moment, at this very time, as we speak, as we live and breathe, there is a listening party taking place. I wish to direct... All of the listeners to this show, at this very moment, to Facebook. Go onto Facebook while you're listening. Search for more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We currently have a listening party. Hundreds of people are on there. They're taking part with the show. We're going to have, very shortly, we're going to run headfirst with a K2 meter in one hand and a can of jelly in the other into the round that we call infinite knowledge. Lack of infinite knowledge. Mm -hmm. You can play along. You can post your answers. You can see if you know more than the current guests sat in the room. Which shouldn't come as a surprise <laughs> to anybody, to be honest. But if you wish to play along, if you wish to engage with the jokes, the gift wars, everything that's taking place at this moment, as we speak, in a very existentialist way, you can go to more questions and answers on Facebook, and everyone is taking part there. That is my favorite thing to read the next morning. Go back. It's absolutely amazing. And have a look. Mm -hmm. There are many, many comments on there. They're funnier than the show, to be honest with you. Yes. Agreed. This is perfect. <laughs> now, as convention dictates, we usher in the round that we call a lack of knowledge with the treadmill Martin-sponsored gong of infinite knowledge, the sweatbands 
of statistics and the athlete's foot powder of fact. Stand back. Fantastic. Important to get your gong the right way round. You want the noise <laughs> to go out of the concave part, so it's important that we hit that full on. It'd be dangerous otherwise. Yes, we don't want gong injuries, do we? That would no. be very disappointing. I don't think we're insured for <laughs> gong injuries. But we have any insurance for gong injuries? Like workman's comp? We don't have any insurance for anything. <laughs> gong I can, injuries. I can vouch for that. <laughs> wow. On this day, and this points to be one if you wish to embrace the slippery beast, on this day in 1969, anyone want to jump in? Woodstock. Oh, Chad, you're not going to get any points. Ah. We would find ourselves slap bang in the middle of the Woodstock Festival in Bethel in New York State. It's the 50th anniversary today. Oh, well, of course, it lasted for four days, but we're in the middle. I think this would have been the second day. But it's the 50th anniversary. Feel confident on questions asked about Woodstock? I nailed out on the first question. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I've been I impressed. Say. Yeah, and, and everyone else is looking blank and, and lacking in... Wow. <laughs> yes, I'm not going to give Chad I, one point, Michelle, but I admire your enthusiasm for giving him points of a single nature. <laughs> so, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Woodstock. Why was the Woodstock event banned from its original location just a month before it was scheduled? So imagine, you've got all your bands, you've sold all your tickets, well, the ones that bothered to pay. I think 100,000 people bought tickets and 300,000 people just decided to roll in before they got the fences and the barriers up. So most people got a free concert, I would suggest. Why? And now I'm thinking of Wayne's World, where he's trying to get a concert off the ground. Do you remember that fantastic (laughs) line where the guy's got like a full sire? And he says, make sure you do all the paperwork. And he says, well... We'll cross all the T's and dot all the lowercase J's. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic line. That makes me very happy. So to win your points tonight, Miss Morris, you need to tell me just four weeks before it was due to perform, to go out to the world. Yeah. They had to change the location. I just need you to tell me There why. weren't enough porta potties. There was not enough porta potties and they had to change the location. Just defecate in the woods. Like the best. Yeah. You're going to go with that? Why not? Do you want to add anything else to this at this point? I'll think of something. Okay, Michelle. While her brain is ticking over, while she's squirting WD-40 down her ear to get the gears moving, why do you think they had to change a month before to another location? The owners of the property sold it. The owners of the property sold it. I like that. That's a good, good answer. <laughs> Chad, what are your thoughts? That is pretty good. Uh, I'm going to go with flooded. Miss Morris is 100% correct. <gasps> no the toilets no. were not up to code, so a permit <laughs> was then refused. As much Thank as it pains you. me through gritted teeth, Miss Morris embraces our first two foxy lady points. Oh. You're welcome. Of the evening, of course. Poop jokes aren't my favorite kind of jokes, but they're a solid number two. Oh, God. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. What were wandering around the concert site all weekend, Miss Morris? Raccoons. Raccoons <laughs> were wandering around. The whole family turned up. They liked The Who. They yeah. liked a little bit of Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, Jefferson Aeroplane, Michelle. Cows. You are going to go with cows, with their beads, with their hippie hair, wearing their tie-dye and their flares. Chad. Oh, uh, Two things. Dirty hippies 
and Hell's Angels. Wow. I don't think there was many Hell's Angels there. I have to say that. I but thought they ran security, actually. That was the Evil Knievel event where he tried to fire a rocket over the gorge. That was run by Hell's oh, Angels. Okay. And there was lots That's of fighting. Of. All right. But uh, I have to tell you that there was hardly any arrests at all. And they were the most well-behaved group of people. The police department couldn't believe it. The 400,000 people were there over the weekend without a solitary incident. Other than the fact that the vendors ran out of food. So they then stole corn and supplies from the local fields. Oh, huh. But there was no uh, there was no issue with any kind of violence. It was very much free love. Oh, wow. And everyone getting on. But Michelle has won the points. It was a dairy farm. They were on a dairy farm. They mm. were meant to be grazing in those fields, the cows. And again, they tried to put fencing up. But people arrived so many days beforehand, they hadn't properly got everything organised. And the entire event was run with cows just wandering around everywhere. Wait, so there weren't dirty hippies running around? Did they have a bunch of showers for them? Well, I was assuming that out of the 400,000 people, the majority were dirty hippies. I wanted something that was wandering around that would be different from everybody else standing outside <laughs> of that Venn diagram. And cows at least half a point. was the answer. Okay. <laughs> I, I, he's bottom lips drooping. I'll give you... I don't oh, think, have we ever crying. done half a point or more questions and answers? Yes, we yes. have done half a point. Mm-hmm. It's been a long couple of years before someone got half a point, but Chad, for a dirty hippie, has got himself half a point. Great. If you win by half a point, there's going to be a steward's inquiry and a drugs test. You're aware of that? Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> but it was. There was cows wandering around because they didn't have a chance to fence them in. It was like being in India with sacred cows wandering all over the place. Just think, if there was a trillion Mal cattle at Woodstock, that would be terrible. I love this show. What was unusual about the ice served in the drinks at Woodstock? There you go. This was mentioned recently by one of the Who, who mentioned that he got a drink with ice in it. I just need to tell, you need to tell me, to win your points. What was in the ice at Woodstock? What Bugs. was unusual about it? Bugs. Yeah. So all those vegetarians, all we're those hippies, bugs. were eating bugs. 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 We had a bag of bugs here at one point. Someone bought us and sent us a big it was bag. Robin. We ate them all. Oh. I did. I ate them all. Chad ate them all. Yeah, hungry. he was passing bugs for the last two days. They were mm. great. So you're saying there was lots of bugs in the ice? Yeah. Perfect. Michelle, what was unusual about the ice served in drinks at Woodstock? There was drugs in it. Any particular type of drugs? Psychedelics. Psychedelic drugs in ice. That would make your Coca-Cola a little bit more interesting, wouldn't it? Rather than the sugar rush and all the colourings you get. Did you know that Fanta was designed and made by the Nazis during the Second World War? Go and look that up on Wikipedia. What? 100% true, I tell you. Yes. I used to love Fanta until right now. Oh, I still like Fanta and VW Bugs as well. I had a VW camper van. I used to drink Fanta out of, but that was embracing an ideology of uh, neo-Nazism in Germany, if you embrace those two things at the same time, apparently. Who knew? But Fanta was invented by the Nazis during the Second World War. Look it up as I live and breathe. Chad, what are your thoughts? What was in the ice? I'm going to say it wasn't water. Uh, maybe it was some kind of, like, soda? Michelle has won more points. Yeah. It was laced with acid, of all yeah. things. Yeah. There you go. 
Acid can help users lose weight, of course. It's hard to get to the fridge when there's a dragon sitting in front of it. (laughs) (laughs) But the ice, this was mentioned by one of the Who recently, who said he got given a drink with ice in it, and it had hallucinogenic drugs. Acid was put into the ice. And acid, of course, can be in a glass of water, and you wouldn't even know. There's a famous piece of footage of a 1950s housewife who's given a glass of water under test conditions, and it's laced with acid. She then spends the next 10 minutes completely rambling about various things that she can see. But that's worth a look on YouTube if you decide to look that up. When Jimi Hendrix finished the concert on Monday and the 400,000 people had gone home, what unique thing did the garbage disposal service do with all of the trash? Michelle's on four. I'm yet to score. Heather's on two. Chad has clawed his way to a very unspectacular half, but Miss Morris I worked hard for that. needs to tell me, I could tell, <laughs> what they did unusually with the trash. You can't think. I've stumped you. Yes. Nothing's working. Nothing's coming out. That's a new one. They formed it into a statue? They formed it into a statue is an excellent answer. We're starting to go down the road. Excellent, but wrong. Any type of statue in particular? <laughs> a statue of... Liberty? Nice. A guitar. That would be very ironic, wouldn't it? A Statue of Liberty (laughs) made of trash. Uh There's a lot of satire. A guitar. Yeah. I like that idea. Michelle, what did they form the trash into? A giant mountain of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of gave you most of that, to be fair. So when I say to you, what did they do with that giant mountain of garbage? Your answer is a giant mountain of garbage. They made it into a... Heart. A heart, wow. A dove. Nice. A heart and a dove. Sounds like a Prince video. Yeah. Chad, what did they do with the garbage? Uh, They burnt it for electricity. That's an excellent idea as well. You're going down a very similar path. When surveying the concert site in a helicopter, promoter Michael Lang, at the very end of the concert, noticed the workers shoveling the trash into a giant peace symbol. So you were kind of... Getting there, but not quite. Do I quite... get half a point? No, no, I don't give halfway a point. Like that. <laughs> I spend at least work. three quarters of my day thinking about fractions, though. <laughs> I love this show. Growing up is realizing that Shaggy was a weed-smoking hippie that talked to a dog and ate all of the time because of the munchies. There we go. Yeah. On this day. We are celebrating the birthday of James Cameron, born in 1954, very famous film director. Let me read you a list of some of the films he's famous for. Terminator, of course, he wrote Terminator. Rambo, First Blood 2, which got voted one of the worst films of the year. So lucky he didn't stick with that and moved on to then do Aliens, which was the sequel to Ridley Scott's Alien. The Abyss, True Lies, Titanic. One of the 10,000 Spider-Man films that are currently appearing to be out at the moment. So you're on about the third or fourth franchise. And Avatar, of course. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre and strange. Facts about James Cameron. What job did Cameron do before he became a film director? What do you think he did before he decided to write and film The Terminator back in the day? He was a recycle man. He was a recycle man. <laughs> of course, he's some sort of superhero and previously been aware yeah, of. Yeah, like Demolition Man. But for recycling. Yeah. yeah. Not quite Captain Planet, but Recycle but Man. Recycling 
recycling jokes, recycling movie movies. <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, like Spider-Man, you mean? Yes. <laughs> I see what you've done there. Wow, he was into recycling. Michelle, mm-hmm. what did James Cameron do for a job? He was a carpenter. He was a carpenter, like Harrison Ford, of course, yes. before he became a movie star on American Graffiti. He was a carpenter on set, of course. Chad, was he a waiter? I'm going to give you a little bit more to work with. So if you want to shout this out, he did see a lot of America while he was doing this. A bus driver. Oh. A semi-truck driver. There. Michelle is no. quick on the mark. <laughs> he was a truck driver, and I shall give you a nice hasta la vista, I'll be back. Six points altogether what? there for Michelle. She's got two points. She was on four. She has now gained herself six. This is go, how Michelle. this works. If you're brilliant and you answer the questions, points will be rewarded. I reward good behavior. I punish bad behavior. Mm-hmm. How do you make a million dollars in trucking? You start with two million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what event inspired Cameron to write The Terminator? That's all you've got to do tonight to win your points. Is to give me the question. Give me the answer. We need to have a show called More Questions Than Answers, but more answers than questions. Let's do more answers than questions. I read out a question. You give me half a dozen answers. We'll call it More Answers Than Questions. We do that anyway. This is true. Perhaps we've got the wrong name for the show. That's yeah. We need to call ourselves More Answers Than Questions, don't we? There you go. I see how things have evolved over the last six years. What event inspired Cameron to write The Terminator? Hmm... He saw artificial intelligence for the first time, like by a computer or something. Well, back in 1983, 84. Yeah. Okay, that's possible. Like War Games. What was that movie? Would you like to play a game? game. Yeah. That was a terrible film. Yeah. (laughs) Some films just don't age very well. You watch them now and you're like, God, did I like that film? Was that film any good? I know. That was a big thing back then. Oh, man. Gremlins 2. Oh, man. I watched that the other day. That's painful. You like the little blonde one, don't lie. I have no clue what you're talking about. The little blonde Who doesn't like the little blonde one? Oh. (laughs) Michelle, why do you think, what do you think inspired Cameron to write The Terminator? When Ronald Reagan got elected. Again, these are great contextual historical answers chad i'm gonna say heather's not far off i'm gonna say it's when deep blue beat kasparov in a chess game what a fantastic cerebral set of answers no one's got it right of course he was working on a film shooting a film this one's easily forgettable piranha 2 do you remember no no i do not Got your toes in the wall. He was working on shooting Piranha 2. He had a nightmare. It came from a dream. He had a nightmare about an invincible robot. Where do you think... I was going to um, just say this anyway, but there's points at stake. First one to call it out. Where did he write this? He didn't write it in an office. Where do you think he wrote... On a beach. The Terminator. You're going with a beach. That's a good answer. In a skyscraper. Oh, he wasn't in his truck, but he was in his Mm. car. So again, I'm going to give Michelle one point. She's up to a double O. Seven, but he wrote that script, that book, if you like, in the car. Michelle wasn't in an office. Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to return to the next Terminator movie. In this one, Arnold goes back in time to erase all the traces of him hosting Celebrity Apprentice. (laughs) 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 I love 
this show? This is a great question, actually. What body part of James Cameron appeared in the film Titanic? It's only a body part. What body part of James Cameron's appeared in the film His nose. Titanic? His nose appears in the film Titanic. Yep. I will tell you, I actually met a survivor of the Titanic. Which one? Eva Hart. She came from Ilford in East London. She was about nine or ten. And she was on the Titanic with her mother and her dad. And, of course, it began to sink. And she lost her dad in that. And uh, she came into my elementary school, my primary school, as we'd say in Britain. And she spoke in front of all of the children as a very old lady when I was maybe six or seven. Of course, we didn't quite understand the full extent of what we were hearing. Because if you tell a six or seven-year-old about the Titanic, they don't know too much to put into context. But she did actually come in. I actually met the lady. And I met a survivor of the Titanic. The only thing I can remember about what she had to say was that her and her mother were lowered into a lifeboat. And just before it was about to be put into the water, her mother ran out of the lifeboat and went back to the cabin. And when she came back, everyone was thinking she'd gone for her valuables, she'd gone for her jewellery. She came back with a bag of oranges. She had oranges in her cabin and she didn't know how long they'd be at sea for. So she actually got out of the lifeboat to go back to the cabin to get some oranges and then came back again is what she told me. But I think Eva Hart was one of the last people to die that was actually on the Titanic, and she was very vehement that it was a grave. Her father went down on that, and she didn't want it fiddled with, stuff brought up. Quite reasonably, I would suggest. Michelle, which body part appears in the film Titanic? His arm. His weenus, his elbow, his arm appears in the Titanic. In what what context? Just it happens to be there. Like a pile of frozen people in the lifeboat. Nice, I like that reasoning. Chad, what do you think? I think Michelle is actually really close with his arm. I think it's his hand because when is it? Is it Claire Danes? Who's the Who's the woman? Rose. Uh, uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah. Okay. When Kate Winslet says, "Draw me like one of your French girls," I think it's actually him drawing. (laughs) That is brilliant. It's absolutely one hundred percent true. That was a great guess. It was a fantastic. (laughs) His hand. It's. James Cameron is the person who's drawing when you're seeing Leonardo decapitated. I'll tell that joke twice in a row, (laughs) waiting for someone to uh, laugh at that. But yes, it was his hands. He's the person who's doing the drawing of Rose. 100% correct. That's a great, great question. I love that, of course. The Titanic, where everyone's got nominated for the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yes. (laughs) Some of them win, some of them do not. What was odd about the two hours and 40 minute running time of the film Titanic? Miss Morris. It didn't have an intermission. It didn't have an intermission. I've only ever been to the cinema once and watched a film that had an intermission. And I have an MA in film studies. So anyone want to guess what that was? The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, Spartacus. It'd have to be a film. It was actually Malcolm X, Spike Lee. Really? It's a hefty film, and it did have an intermission in the middle of that. What was you mentioning recently that you said was a really long film? Uh, The Avengers. Oh, yes, The Avengers, yeah. Mm. But you don't often get intermissions in films, do you? Do you remember when you used to have to go and buy an ice cream from the Usherette? popcorn you'd have like 10 minute intermission in holland they had intermissions because you could have beer and ice cream this is the great thing about europe i went to the mcdonald's in rome and there's a bar you can have a beer and a hamburger that sounds like a great way to be the salad bar they have salad bars in the mcdonald's in italy 
so you can have this huge salad bar as well. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? Why are we in Europe? Why am I here? <laughs> Unbelievable. What are you thinking? Miss Morris came up with intervention. She needs an intervention. Intermission, but you're close. Close enough. <laughs> Michelle, do you need an intervention? Are you right? I'm all right tonight. I've got your mum and dad here waiting, so let I'm me know. I'm into the chair. I'm feeling good. Yeah, how's those ice cubes working for you? Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I've never actually seen the whole film Nor in I. one sitting. No, I've got better things to do in my life. So I know what happens in the end, though. I do, too. <laughs> She wouldn't Chat. move over. She wouldn't move over. <laughs> what was odd about the two hours and 40 minute running time of the film Titanic, Chad? Oh, that's how long it took the Titanic to sink. It is absolutely correct. That is the amount of time it took for the Titanic <laughs> to sink. He's, Take that, Michelle. It's now up to a hefty four and a half. He's fired. I think some sort of cheating's taking place. Yeah, I go to squeeze the lemon ten minutes before the show, and my notes look like they've been fiddled with, interfered with. Chad cheated. I just write them for you. <laughs> like the, all the questions. Perfect. Well, you should be getting them all right then, I would suggest. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to make it look real. Remember, life is all about perspectives. The sinking of the Titanic was a miracle to the lobsters in tanks in the ship's kitchen. Aww. <laughs> Hurrah! They celebrate that day every year. Happy Freedom Day. It's like a release, oh, isn't it? Day. No one mentions the fact that the depth they're going to get crushed. Yeah. But that, that kind of takes the fun out of that joke somewhat. That was then. But this is now as we enter our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. We love the mailbag. If you wish to write to me, if you wish to share your comments, if there's anything you'd like to talk about, we love reading your messages of support. Most people do that on Facebook, of course, where there's currently a listening party taking place. If you go to more questions and answers with Adrian, if you write some comments about the show, if there's anything you'd like to see, the parts of the show that you like, the most. Why not write them down now? And I will read those out on next week's show. Russell has done that. Russell has posted. Hello, Russell. Hey. He says, I'm beginning to believe that MQTA is listening on my wife's and mine's conversations. Ooh. It's just too much of a coincidence unless you are all psychic. Mm, Apparently, yes. they were having a conversation, and the conversation they were having, we then discussed on the show last week. I love it. Very Again, that's very surreal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to play a little game now. I think that we can all be psychic. Are you psychic, Miss Morris? Yes. Are you thinking you've got psychic skills? Sometimes. Everyone can play along at home. I don't want you to shout the answers out, but I want you to think of the first thing that comes into your mind if I say, think of a vegetable. And I'm going to say carrot. <gasps> oh... That wow. wasn't what I thought of. No, she went with broccoli. No. But the rest of you got carrot, didn't you? How no. many people at home no. thinking of carrot right now? See I was thinking Michelle. of aubergine. Oh, that's a bit aubergine. Yeah. Aubergine. Eggplant. Eggplant. Yep. That's a strange old plant, yep. isn't it? <laughs> Not much you can do with that, is there? Moussaka's well, probably about the sum of it. There's nothing else. If you had cucumber, you're on my level. Is that a vegetable? It has the seeds on the inside, doesn't it? As opposed if to you want to get really technical, maybe not. I don't know what the rules are. Let's play What's My Vegetable? Let's start with the tomato. <laughs> Larry posted, Adrian, if you let your guests hedge their bets with two or three answers, they will. Don't shirk your responsibilities. 
to maintain control. You are captain of HMS MQTA. Ship ahoy. I'm cracking the whip on the uh, whip owner right there. Wow. I'm, I'm in charge of this in the same way that Captain Blyer was in charge of my head. That's very true. But I am trying to crack down on the subordination. Yeah. Let's I'll, see uh, how that works for you. Keep going. You 50 lashes. Oh, you turn my mic off. I'm just going to shout loud. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets picked up on everyone else's mic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't make me take you up the poop deck. <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarity all round. Well, the only job she's got to do is my volume control on my mic. I'll just shout over you. I'll be picked up on everyone else's mics as well. But Russell and Larry are listening to us at 10pm Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. I managed to get that in the right yeah. order this week. Martin, who sponsors the <gasps> Gong of Martin. Good friend and patron, of course, living in New York, has written... I learn something new, listening every week to MQTA. If you leave with more than you arrive with, we've done a decent job. Yes. We? This week, I've learned the following. Number one, Heather has the best Squatch stories ever. Squatch. Squatch stories. So he thinks you have the best Squatch stories. Oh, here we go. I told you to take the batteries out of that. Whoever bought her that was shooting. Honestly. It's like buying a kid a drum for Christmas. I it's outrageous. It. Number two, Adrian has a short one, but that's okay. It's cold in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was referring to my stories as opposed to no, anything else. It was oh, a... Wow. One day, one day I will come up with a fact that teaches somebody something. We'll make that happen today. I'm feeling confident. Let's go for it. Number three. When using the word nippy, I realized my definition of nippy is something completely different. Yes. <laughs> he took yeah. a lot away from last week's show. He yes. did. Who was the uh, psychologist? Chad, you might be able to jump in. Was it Lang? Who said that when you learn a new piece of information, your brain is like an attic full of boxes? And if you add a box of information, another box has to be pushed out at some point. So you're losing information when you gain information when your brain's full of information. It's not Ebbinghaus, is it? I have no idea at this stage. I just like the idea that if I say something very random, like there's a city and a town in Switzerland called A, everyone around the room has now forgotten that Bristol was the fifth biggest city in Britain. That makes me <laughs> smile. If you lose information every time new information goes in, what are we losing? I want to know what I've lost on the back of this. Martin's lost three pieces of information about his life on the back of those three Ooh. facts. Uh-oh. <laughs> he says, I love this show, and I want to know what you guys have learned. Oh, I've learned no. never to mess with Morris when she's had a drink. That's what I've learned. <laughs> she's a mean one. I've also learned to keep my questions under lock and key when I go to squeeze the lemon. Yeah. <laughs> what have you learned, Miss Morris, in the six years of doing this show? What have you taken away? What have you learned? I've learned that I have the ultimate control. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not quite sure how you managed to get onto the uh, soundboard there. Mm. What are you in charge of over there? You're looking very kind of studious and professional. What are you actually doing? Yes. Do you have I... sine waves in front of you yes, going up and I down? Yes, I do. And all yeah. of our mics plugged into that. That's correct. So you can see all the levels is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't see you fiddling too much, though. You mean like this? Here we go. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. You give her a knob to twiddle with and she's happy. Yeah, Look at she that. Loves <laughs> it. I love the knobs. So oh. you've learned yeah. just how to use the soundboard and how to shut me up using modern technology. Yeah. Anything probably... else you think you've learned on this show in the last six years? Mm, I've learned that I love our fans. Yes. That's very true. Michelle, you've been on the show for what, two or three years now? Think three. Must be about three, mustn't it? I would think. What have you learned? What are you taking away? What have you discovered? I mean, obviously, you've forgotten how to sit on your chair occasionally. Once. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to keep reminding you. Of yes. It. True enough. Well, I always learn a lot from the quizzes and yeah. um, the stories. Chad, anything you want to jump in with? I, you know, as great as I think my facts are, there are not a lot of fans. What, of your facts? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> People like the jokes, so what can I say? <laughs> it's Friday night. People don't want to know about the kings facts. and queens of Britain. Facts, schmacks. I don't care. <laughs> Tell more poop jokes, Adrian. Okay. Yeah. That's about right. Wow. You can listen to all of our jokes. You can learn from all of our facts over the last six years. We have many, many platforms. You can find us our archives are free to listen to. They're on SoundCloud if you search for MQTA Radio. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, BuzzSpot, all kinds of weird and wonderful things. Anything yep. I've missed, Miss Morris? Mm. iHeart, maybe? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we have Stitcher. Now, if you go Tune in. to any of those platforms, what yeah. are they going to find? If they go to SoundCloud, what are they going to get extra? Well, if you go to SoundCloud... You're going to get our Not For Your Mother segment added on to our regular show. At the top of the hour. Yeah. When we go off there, we mm-hmm. stay in the studio. We then read out all of the stories from around the world that we cannot read out on air because they're filled with adult humor. They're stories of a sexual nature, an adult nature. Mm-hmm. Things that we get into a lot of trouble for, which we did originally until we realized we couldn't do that on air. But if you go to any of our platforms, you get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth, and people say it's their favorite part of the show. So there's a little Easter egg waiting for you there. And if you're listening on SoundCloud right now, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do? And why not cut and paste those links and tell the whole wide world on your social media that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world? World. Love that. Eric has posted, we live on a very tight budget. We have two disabled sons, but we've managed to scrape up to the $25 level on Patreon. We will increase our Patreon by an additional $5. It is worth it for the videos. I love this show. Oh, thank you. And chocolate, which is a reasonable thing to say. That's That's amazing, isn't it? I don't know what to say. You are an absolute star. Let's wave to Eric. Hi, Eric. We're videoing. Thank you so much. We are running a camera in the studio right now, and we have Patreons. If you wish to donate a single dollar to the show, you're more than willing and happy to do that. We would be very grateful, but you can donate more. Mm -hmm. We don't run at a profit. We just love what we do. We love getting together on a Friday evening and going through the stories of the paranormal and strange, but we have to play for all the platforms that we've just read out. We have to play for the paper. We have to pay for the studio and the studio time and all of the equipment as well. So, Eric, we want to thank you for that. And if you wish to donate, you leave this show with more than you arrive with. We make you laugh. There's videos available. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio. We are videoing tonight's shenanigans, and you will see us in glorious Technicolor on our video. Mm -hmm. There's shows that have never been aired. 
There's plays that we've written and performed in. There's all manner of fantastic things. You will not get more for your dollar anywhere on this planet, I would no. suggest. And very early releases. Yes. Yes, all you of get that. to listen to the show first, of course. All our archive shows are about a month or two behind, but they are free. But if you wish to pay your dollar, we would very much appreciate that. And Eric, that's amazing. We really thank want you. to thank you. Thank you, you so much. Christy has posted, it is a credit to the MQTA team that an argument over pronunciation can be so funny. Great show tonight. <laughs> I can't remember what we was arguing over. I suspect it was probably some of the ridiculous terms. Don't I do make me come over there. That were mentioned on our Harry Potter, I suspect. Yes. It was yes. Diagons or some such yes. ball. I don't know. Uh, there you go. But they thought that was very funny, it, apparently. Dude. So thank you, Christy, for writing in with that. If you wish to join my Twitter account, you can do so at Adrian underscore Lee underscore Tips. We have 100,000 followers on Twitter. Again, you can find us on Facebook. There's a live listening party right now. And all of tonight's stories, all of the jokes, all of the bands, all of the camaraderie and friendship is on there. That's more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I have many books out. Jump over to Amazon. Go to any e-bookshop, any physical bookshop as well. Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest. If you're into ghosts, if you're into hauntings, if you're into history. I've also written the book, How to Be a Christian Psychic. That's on there as well. And for the first time, I now have a title for my next <gasps> book. Oh, awesome. It's imminent. <gasps> it will yeah. be out in the next couple of weeks, maybe a month or two. You'll have to look out for it. It's <laughs> taken me eight years to write this book, and we now have a title. Should I do a drum roll? It is called... Ghosts and UFOs, connecting paranormal phenomena through quantum physics. How nice. cool is that? Ghosts and UFOs, connecting paranormal phenomena through quantum physics. It will be out very shortly. Now, as always, we tune in to Dr. Chad Peters, even though no one's interested in the facts, yeah. <laughs> for his random fascinating fact of the evening. See if we play Dr. Peters. Okay, so you guys have heard rumors about Catherine the Great. What rumors have you heard about how she died? Well, this is a family show. The first rumor that I know about Catherine the Great was that she was wanting to experiment with the physical arts in an amorous way with a horse. And they were lowering a horse mm -hmm. onto her, the pulley and rope snapped, and she got crushed. Oh, oh wow. That's one of the rumors, but I suspect her enemies may have spread yes. that rumor about. Michelle? Well, I just thought she died of dysentery. Oh, yeah. Dysentery. <laughs> wow. I've had dysentery. It's not pleasant. Yes. Another one you might hear is that uh, she sustained injuries by crushing her own chamber pot because she was so big. Really? She, she just squashed the whole thing. But at the end? Actually, what happened... Like Elvis was, Presley in many ways. Yeah. She died of a stroke in bed. In 1796, age 67. That's yeah, boring, though, isn't it? it? Right. There's some questions where the rumors might have started. Might have been her resentful son, Paul I. It, it could have been the French. You know, they were at war yeah, let's with blame her the at French. the time. Yes, the Franco-Prussian Wars. Yeah, there's a lot of Russia and Eastern Europe had a nibble at the French over the last yes. few centuries, haven't they? You know, and uh, the... The rumors might have started because she did actually have many lovers, but yeah. uh, 
but one of them wasn't the uh, 230 at Kempton. Mr. On a Ed. No, <laughs> Mr. Ed. No, that does not seem to be true. Talk to me about Catherine, Mr. Ed. You leave Katie alone. That's the woman I love. That's outrageous. We show running tonight's show. Wow, we're going to start on the theme of ghosts and hauntings and get through as many of these as possible. Michelle's on seven. I'm yet to score. Heather's on two. Chad has managed four and a half. Doorbell camera captures ghost whisper chilling message to homeowners. The video, which has since been uploaded to YouTube, was filmed using a doorbell camera. At the start of the unsuspecting clip, nothing appears out of the ordinary. The camera is filming from the front door of a house and is looking out onto the street. Only seconds into the clip, an orb of light begins to travel over the camera. We don't do orbs. Bye. If you are listening, game over. (laughs) We don't do orbs. God, I've bunked my own story. (laughs) I'm going to persist. Trees in the background of the shot begin to move, so the wind's picking up and so is the dust and pollen. At 47 seconds into the footage, a creepy voice appears to say, I'll kill you. (laughs) That turned quickly, didn't it? Mm. Uh FedEx has taken a turn, hasn't it? (laughs) Paranormal YouTube channel Haunted AF uploaded the video only days ago with the caption, Ghost caught on rings says I'll kill you. One viewer wrote, I heard it. To me, it sounds much different from all of the wind noise you hear before the 42nd mark. Another wrote, I suggest burning your house down to the ground and running as fast as you can. There was a pirate there? (laughs) Shiver me timbers and splice the main brakes. (laughs) But a third wasn't as convinced, saying, Sounds more like a dog bark to me. (laughs) Well, if if your dog says I want to kill you, I suggest a new dog bed and a squeaky toy might be the way but to with go. with a Liverpool accent. That's Birmingham, you idiot. Birmingham is so bad. Doodly feeling a little bit poorly. <laughs> ghost dogs worse than its bite or the whole thing's a crock of shenanigans. You decide, <sighs> go to terrible. our Facebook site and you can hear the words, I'll kill you. We had a little wind last weekend. We did have a tornado Ooh, go through town. We had a tornado! Yes. <laughs> like an F-Zero? Well, it? it was still a tornado. There, yep, yes, yep. and then the sirens in the town went off 10 minutes after the tornado uh, landed. Yeah. Just one block east of oh, the this, house yeah, got absolutely destroyed. I mean, just yeah, absolutely. And then it skipped over and went to Cottonwood Lake. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Did you have anything here? No. Yeah, I had no wind at my place, which is like, I don't know, eight blocks away. Perfect. But it just touched down, destroyed yeah, a few houses, yeah, uproot yeah. some trees, turned a few cars over and said goodbye. Bye. Buggered off. Going <laughs> off east. I'm off on my holidays. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Female inmates at a jail in Tahir, India, have been left hysterical by a ghost that is said to wail every night. Oh, God. It wails. There we go. Ah! I think you're fine. <laughs> and I'm no expert. Ah! That's a rubber chicken. Yeah. If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Michelle has given you your first swig of the night. Deservedly so. I hang myself. <laughs> that's not a whale. That's a rubber chicken. Two things spring to mind. First one is where does one get a rubber chicken from? Oh, you've actually brought props. You're actually bringing your own props. I yeah, you have to hear it. Cover the chicken's ah! mouth and go. Oh. I'm never. Stop! I'm bored. 
Oh, oh, there it is. I'm yeah. sure people have seen what a rubber chicken looks <laughs> Why like. Why is it Not mouth open? You don't want to know. <laughs> wow. Like <laughs> their own props into the studio. Like a banshee of the Irish folklore, the grief-stricken spirit, hey! which is said to wail <laughs> and scream hey! in the darkness, has turned many of the inmates at the prison into nervous wrecks. I would say this, though. Could you imagine... You're in the basement of a haunted hotel. It's pitch black. You've got the glimmer of a K2 meter just kind of flickering in and out. You've got the hiss and the pop of a ghost box scanning in the background. You can see an EDI meter starting to flash as the air pressure changes. And in the darkness, you hear the banshee's wail (laughs) (laughs) of the phantom rubber chicken. I'd be out of there. You'd just see my sandals on the floor. I'd be gone. Haunted by the banshee well of the rubber chicken. That's terrible. According to reports, the disturbing phenomenon, which occurs at around 2 a.m. every morning like clockwork, has prevented inmates from clockwork chicken <laughs> from sleeping. Clockwork And has left several of them utterly terrified some have speculated that the sorrowful spirit is that of a former inmate who committed suicide or colonel sanders (laughs) (laughs) move away from the bucket and no one gets hurt (laughs) while others have suggested that the ghost anguish is a reflection of its innocent it was an innocent chicken Mm -hmm. yes he didn't do it (laughs) but could a ghost really be responsible or is this more likely to be a case of mass hysteria? It would certainly be reasonable to expect that, given the apparent regularity of the phenomenon, someone who would have been able to obtain an audio recording of the whales by now. <laughs> it's really distressing, isn't it? What are you doing with that chicken, sir? Move away from the chicken. <laughs> My mother's responding. I think we should go into the prairies late at night. Almost like duck calls. God knows what would appear. (laughs) Some sort of chicken pig combo, I'm sure. Weird human. (laughs) Well, needless to say, nobody has recorded the whales yet. It could just be like, like the softener going or something like that. What, in India? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I lived I mean, in India. Know. We had lots of water softeners when I was living in Goa. Constantly being plagued by water softeners. I think they live better in prisons than you do out there. Oh, no, they don't. Yeah, I don't think you want to <laughs> go down that path. Miss Morris gets two points, and she's <gasps> now up to resplendent banshee well of four. We're going to whip through our stories as quickly as possible. Mm. A bride-to-be is having a difficult time finding a dressmaker willing to create her dream wedding dress that she'd like to be festooned with locks of her dead mother's hair. What? Just blew them on. The woman from the (laughs) Bristol area made a sketch of the floor-length ball gown and requested that the bodice around the midsection of the dress to have a lacy floral design made with the hair. The anonymous 61-year-old wrote on a fashion manufacturing website that she wants to recreate... The dress that her mother wore when her parents married in 1953. She admitted that the request is quite weird, 
but posted that she started to collect the hair before her mother died and now has a box full of it. Can you imagine she's on her death rattle? <laughs> yeah, that's you know, realised. Eh, down to the wood. I actually like the fact that she sneaks by her and just plucks one as she walks yeah. by. <laughs> just one at a time she's taken. And keeps them for like in a jar. Years. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, I wasn't sure why I was collecting, she posted. However, now I think I do. Yes, that would be mental illness. Why not make a necklace from her teeth? <laughs> The BBC report said that the 19th century, it was not uncommon for a mourned loved one to have locks of the dead person's hair and reported that those living in the US would make wreaths filled with locks of hair. Did you know that young ladies were encouraged to make pieces of artwork with their own hair yeah. to look for a potential suitor? Yes. A husband would be impressed with the lady's needlepoint skills and her skills at weaving hair. So if you ever mm. see hair in an old house... In fact, in the St. James Hotel, mm -hmm. there's a big frame with Victorian hair in it that's kind of matted yeah, together that's and right. pleated and plaited and put into a Mean design. a bouquet. It, it's a sign that says, come do me. Wow. <laughs> Victorian, Just, come do yeah. me. Yep. Wow. So you're on, you're on Tinder, are you? And you're going left and right when you're seeing <laughs> designs of hair go by. At a cross-stitch, though. Lovely. <laughs> Using human hair is often perceived as gross and unethical, and we don't need to talk about the Nazis in Europe, do we? No. But it's also associated with cannibalism, she said. All this, she said, is a highly emotional subject that for some people is closely linked to the identity of a person, like an extension of their existence. It can almost be spiritual. Mm -hmm. If ever a dress was going to be haunted it would be a dress that's woven with your dead mother's hair wouldn't it gross it'd be outrageous spooky Itchy. dress of hair or i just Itchy. don't care you decide by going to our <laughs> facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Oh, bloke spooked by ghost of robin hood captured in mysterious pics wow UFO expert John Mooner captured the spooky images of what looks like a caped figure wearing a hat and wielding a sword. John, from Devon, was stunned by the mysterious pictures taken in Cockington, Torquay. Torquay. Yes. Have you ever been to Cockington? Never. Okay. <laughs> well, the opportunity exists, I guess, doesn't it? He said, I was not smoking, and there was not any smoke when the pho the photograph was taken. It really is peculiar. If you look closely at the photograph, you can clearly see a ghost of someone in a hat with a cape, wielding a sword with a handguard. Or bunk. <laughs> if you are playing the bell, bunk, and snort drinking game, you are now welcome to take a shot this evening. The ghost appears to be manifesting from the top of a wall to the right side of an arch. John added, This is incredible. The series of pictures show what looks like wisps of white smoke floating in midair. That's strange that it goes in the air like that. I know. Who knew? It's crazy. I shall give you points, Michelle. Heather, can you squeeze in one more story before we finish tonight? What have you got? Uh, hold on, hold on. You're now searching through <laughs> your paperwork for a rubber chicken we'll story. Sa we'll save this. No, but I'll end it with some alcohol. Oh, nice. A special type of artisan vodka has been made from the rye grown in the area of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. It glows. Drink it in the dark. Drink it in the dark. Named Atomic, the peculiar <laughs> beverage 
was developed by an international team of scientists and contains both water and rye sourced from the irradiated area around the nuclear power plant. Although the rye is only slightly contaminated, the end product is supposedly safe to drink. Yeah. It'll glow on your shelf. <laughs> I like the idea of taking a wee in the middle of the night and writing your name in the snow outside in Minnesota. You could have the word Adrian just glowing. Yeah, it was it like would, a neon light. Yeah, it would be in Chad's handwriting. Pretty soon you can drink out of both your mouths. Nice. Oh. Lovely. Supposedly, they say this is no more radioactive than any other vodka. <laughs> really? Yeah. Any chemist will tell you when you distill something, impurities stay in the waste product. So we took rye that is only slightly contaminated <laughs> water from Chernobyl aquifer and we distilled it. We asked our friends at Southampton University, who have an amazing radio analytical laboratory, to see if they could find any radioactivity, and they couldn't find anything. Click, 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 click. Everything was below their limit of detection. Even so, convincing consumers to purchase the vodka is likely going to be an uphill struggle. I think we need a bottle for the studio. I think okay. we need to get some. What could possibly go wrong? I'm not going to drink it. We're just going to sit here and read by the light emanating That's from right. the bottle. <laughs> I've watched to... The Simpsons. There's a fish with three eyes. Oh, my <laughs> God. Who would do that? That would be outrageous. We now come to the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you've come to find us on one of our platforms. So thank you, one and all, for coming to find us, coming to search us out on the Internet. We really appreciate that we hope we can make you laugh why not cut and paste the link that you're listening to now put it on your facebook put it on your social media perhaps on twitter maybe on instagram say that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world this is the round we cannot read out on the dark matter digital network for fear of getting removed or getting a hefty fine but on our platforms in the sanctuary of the internet, we can pretty much say whatever we want. Yeah. And we probably will. Mm. So if your mother's of a nervous disposition, if there's small minors in the room, if you're easily offended, this is not the 25 minutes for you and you have been warned. Because these are the stories from around the world that contain very adult nature that we find when we're searching for stories of Bigfoots, Loch Ness Monsters, UFOs, and ghosts and ghoulies. Talking of ghoulies... A man had to have a metal nut cut off of his penis after getting it stuck when he squeezed it on for sexual pleasure. Looking for a screw, no doubt. The (laughs) unnamed... It was there and you'd only be disappointed if I didn't say. Yes. The unnamed 34-year-old spent two days trying to dislodge the hex nut from his member before giving up and going to ER. Medics at the United Christian Hospital... (laughs) It seems to make it worse if you've got to roll up at a Christian hospital, right? Hey, hey, any of you nuns, can you help me take this off? There you go. They're having none of that business. The big Jesus. (laughs) Right. This this happened in Hong Kong. That doesn't have enough problems at the moment, right? They gave the man painkillers and tried to slide it off with jelly, but it didn't budge. I was thinking maybe strawberry. Strawberry jelly. Grape. Grape I would have used a wrench. There you go. What, like a, a woman with big breasts at the Renfest? <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up having to use a diamond disc cutter to slash through the metal, according to an article published in the Journal of Urology Case Reports, which is never far from my coffee table yes. every month. A copy of Urology Case Reports. Can you imagine when that 
falls open at the centre spread, what you're getting at that point. Oh, yeah. Big nut and bolt, by all accounts. Yeah, baby. Outrageous. Grim pictures show the man's penile strangulation. Two words a man doesn't want to hear. Penile strangulation. I'm going to start a rock band. We're no longer called the Tesla Monkeys. We're going to be called Penile Strangulation. I think that's a great name. Feminist band. (laughs) P.S. Welcome on stage, Penile Strangulation. (laughs) Before surgeons use the small power tool. I'd want a large power tool. I wouldn't want a small one. Just saying. (laughs) Use the small power tool to delicately remove the nut. Doctors said the man suffered two superficial cuts during the 94-minute... Procedure. Something to take away the pain but keep the swelling, sir. <gasps> Writing in the journal, the team led by Chloe Hu Tung Yu said, Penile strangulation. That sounds like a Chloe, doesn't it? Yeah. Penile strangulation by constriction devices <laughs> is a urological emergency. It's a universal emergency, I would suggest. That's supposed to be female Hong Kong. Yeah. Oh, penile strangulation. This <laughs> is Tasha Nakanawa. Patients tend to try their own methods for removal and present late due to the embarrassment. Well, he had two days of trying to yeah. get that off with strawberry jello, if we remember. He had applied a metal hex nut over the root of the penis two days ago for sexual pleasure. They have roots. Apparently, mm. but was unable to remove it afterwards. How big was this nut? How it was big? just a little guy. Just a small little like nut. Like little... Five sixteenths. The ones they give you <laughs> to put your bed frame together. Ikea. This was in Hong Kong. Yes, he was in Ikea when he got the nut caught. This is where he was. The medics explained that the head of the penis and foreskin had an excessive build-up of fluid. What? There was an intense pain, a penile swelling. He was unable to void, which is to urinate, without difficulty. He also had a four-centimetre-long skin abrasion where his penis had been strangled by the thick metal nut and some of the surrounding skin was starting to rot. Oh, necrosis. Sweet Jesus. When the man said he could no longer tolerate the pain, they decided to carry out a procedure under general anaesthetic. They punctured 30 holes in the swollen foreskin to drain some of the swelling to make it easier to come off, but it still wouldn't come off. Like a colander now. Surgeons makes you want to reach for the toolbox, doesn't it? Yeah, right. Surgeons then packed gauze between the nut and the skin to protect the penis before using a striker disc cutter to cut it off. He sustained a one centimeter and two centimeter long cut during the operation, but they finally managed to free him of the metal. The man spent five days in hospital before being discharged with a two-week course of antibiotics. Apparently the nut still writes, I would suggest. Yes. (laughs) Going out for a day. Can you imagine sitting at a dinner table in a restaurant and there's a nut on a chair next to you? That's usually what happens. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm like, yeah. Yes, you've been with lots of nuts, haven't you, in restaurants? A month later, the man reported that he was getting normal erections, and by six months, he was able to enjoy normal sexual activity. (laughs) In Menards. He's been banned from several aisles in Menards. <laughs> yes. 
gets worse and worse. <laughs> that chicken sounds like it's in a lot of pain. No, sir. I said pluck the chicken. <laughs> I love this show. He's now going steady with a washer, apparently. Shall nice. I yeah. Swollen head or twisted thread? You decide. Oh, Go terrible. to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, I seem to be finding a lot of stories in the category of what not to stick in your vagina. Yes, that seems like your thing. It is. Like anything except a willy, to be honest. Yeah. That's probably the way to go there. Right. So, women are now using vinegar to tighten their vaginas. So you smell like a bag of chips. But don't. Don't. What type of vinegar? There's different types. Apple cider? Apple cider vinegar. How long have you been in cider? (laughs) 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 No. Balsamic. I'm thinking balsamic. With no. everyone wanting to get a designer vagina nowadays. Do you do you want a designer one? one? Would you like a designer one? Vajazzled. What does designer actually mean? I think it In means terms that of it's a, been modeled and worked with like shrubbery. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I want to see one up close. I bet you do. <laughs> Good God. Wow. We'll see what we can do before the night's out. <laughs> we'll put an ad on Craigslist. Designer vagina required for psychologist <laughs> to experiment. Experiments. <laughs> Talk to Dr. Ed Gein. Right. <laughs> Must own their own nut and bowl. I don't want to wear it. I just want to see it. Yes, oh, you God. say. <laughs> Bring your own nuts. It's terrible. <laughs> Women are desperately turning to cheap trends to are make you, their are you down. Desperately turning to cheap trends? Is that what you're both doing? Is it? No. No. Maybe you should. Last week you were steaming it <laughs> like a muscle in a. No, we were sticking popsicles in it. Oh, that was steaming it. Popsicles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bleaching. I can't keep up. No. Clipping. This looks like a piece of chewing gum, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, just... like the toenails off it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's teeth. <laughs> to be fair. It doesn't look pretty, does it? And it's, I mean, I'm not being sexist because the man's, you know, twig and berries doesn't look that attractive, does it? Are they not things, they're not a work of beauty, are they? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm still a fan. I mean, you know, it's like a punch lasagna, isn't it? It's not like. <laughs> really? Where have you been going? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people looking at my ex wife now, isn't there? <laughs> wow. Oh. oh, so women are desperately trying to try cheap tricks to make their downstairs tighter. And some are even using cider vinegar. Cider vinegar. Like a bag of chips. Yep. Which is used in salad dressings and chutney in the hopes it will tighten theirs up. Supporters of the method say it will not only make the vagina tighter, but also shrinks the vulva. Wow. Mm. And they're quite big Swedish cars. They don't make small ones, do right. they? Yeah, that's, right. that's a lot of vinegar. It is. Can There's I a lot just of metal see... there one thing just the one i've got many questions well after your whole analogy of the punch lasagna okay i have to tell you you're not getting past that are you not really period that not really because a men business looks like a sad turkey yes it does i think i said that there's no you know they're not looking great are they it's like like a piece of chicken skin it's like a piece of chewing gum it's terrible. I don't like it. They have very few aesthetic qualities. It's function over form, isn't it, I would suggest, right there. 
Yeah, didn't we have a big discussion? No well, or winning. maybe it was a little discussion. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a huge, massive discussion. Oh, it was huge. one of the biggest debates we've had. Ever had. Yeah, that's right. On why it just hangs there. Where is it supposed to go? To the shops? I don't was know. Was it nipping out to make me a cup of tea in the why kitchen? Why is it supposed to hang there? Why don't, don't you make understand. yourself useful? Go and make me a cup of tea. That's right. Hold my towel up. I think you'll find <laughs> gravity has a lot to do with this. Does it actually get lower as you get older? Yes. Mm-hmm. My dad bent over once in front of the Christmas uh, tree. No, 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 In a no, gappy no, no, pair no, no, of knickers. No, 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 no. And his chewing gum fell out. I thought he'd bought me sister a set of bagpipes for Christmas. Hey, <laughs> lady. <laughs> terrible. Dad, who's got the bagpipes? <laughs> oh, God. This makes me happy. My parents are probably listening to this. Oh. Hi, Jenny. Yes. Hey, the older Jenny. you get... Well, I would suggest, without going too far down the road, that a woman's bits tend to hang gravitationally at the front. You know, your front chest... The yeah, chesticle will. testicles do, oh, do, do yeah. get affected by gravity as well, madam. Yes, but so, not uh, not the lasagna. I believe the proper term is meat curtains. Oh, oh I was thinking that the proper term, and this is a term that's been lost to the knowledge of man, and I'm going to reintroduce it. This is a Victorian term that hasn't been used <sighs> for probably 150 years, but the gentleman, the anatomist, the doctor and surgeon that discovered the ligaments that hold up a woman's breasticles was called Dr. Cooper. And throughout the Victorian period, they were called Cooper's Droopers. And that's 100% true. Uh-oh. And I like that term. I like referring to them as Cooper's Droopers. That's fantastic. Cooper's Droopers. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Bit of song and dance. You get cabaret with this, don't yeah. you, as well? Abba. Morris is looking at me wide-eyed, like she's just come out of the I'm in shock. Somme of the First World War. After I'm in shock out. between the pickle juice and the sad turkey. When was pickle juice mentioned? With the vinegar. Yeah. That's yeah. how you make pickles. Is it? Yes. Yeah. I thought you used malt vinegar. You make you? them in your vagina. No. Okay. Oh, God. Is that's, that why that's <laughs> we make my pickles. That's not where that gurgling is Is that why going. pickles always look like shriveled and green? And oh, kind of, God. A bit kind of Pumply. Shriveled, bit I'm done. Yeah, yeah, they're bumpy. Michelle's left the studio with Heather. They've gone. Just me and you now, Chad. And a Big Let's talk jar about of solid pickles. pickles. There we go. <laughs> oh, they're coming back. There you go. You're <laughs> welcome. There we can see you. How much more of this is there to go? I'm A in lot. pain. Oh, God. So this has been going on since the Middle Ages. No, I don't believe you. Yeah. The revelation that women have been using this strange method was first made on U.S. TV show The Doctors. Unsurprisingly, however, it's a terrible idea and has prompted experts to warn women not to put vinegar anywhere near their genitals. That's acetic acid, is that right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, hold on. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me, that's what I say. Well, one more second. Didn't they... I can remember... Didn't he get vinegar on a sponge, on a stick? Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah, they used to have vinegar douches. Yeah, yeah yes, I remember Jesus this. got one yeah, on the that's cross. What Michelle's talking about. Yeah. No, not the douche, but we had it on a sponge on a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a little different. Okay. What are you talking about? A Jesus popsicle? Jesus on kind the cross. Of. The Romans. He was. He was... I don't want to. We don't want to alienate no one. No, it's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. He got offered vinegar. He had to suck vinegar off of a sponge on a stick yeah. when he was being crucified. 
Morris has never been to church. Look at her. She... Like they offered it to him instead of water. Yeah. I think in one of the Gospels it says it's poor wine, but in others yeah. it says vinegar. vinegar. But that, but I would have liked it. Yes, Maybe. well, what, the crucifixion aspect or the vinegar? We I've... can offer you both tonight. Both can happen. Wow. Go. Wow, it took a turn, didn't it? I don't want I'm not talk. being blasphemous. It's there in black and white. <sighs> not only will it make your vagina look... <laughs> it goes from the crucifixion scene to the... It'll only make your vagina look... As what's, he looking like? what's he looking like? A slapped ass? What's he looking like here? Designer. Designer, okay. <laughs> of course it is. At all. But it will could actually cause infections, irritations, and potential trauma. Trauma. Mm-hmm. Acid. Anne Henderson, consultant gynecologist, told The Sun Online this new trend to use cider vinegar vaginally is very worrying from a gynecological point of view. There's sun readers as we speak lying in their kitchen with a bottle of apple cider vinegar doing it themselves. You know that. Yeah. Shrink, baby, shrink. <laughs> but thankfully for our show, Disco they're Inferno. saying, nope, nope, not not that great of an idea. No, you haven't no, thought it don't true. do it. <laughs> it's likely that women are using vinegar due to its acidic and supposedly antimicrobial properties due to the recent media coverage about benefits of maintaining healthy low acidic vaginal pH wow. and preventing infections like thrush and BV. No idea. I There's other types of acids available. What does your lips go like when you suck on a lemon? How do they go? These? Show me. <laughs> <laughs> How do your lips go, Chad, when you suck a lemon? Uh, like yeah. They right. Well, that up. must work downstairs the same, mustn't it? Is what I'm thinking. You need that's a Greek lemon. Idea. That's like battery acid. That yeah. is. A Greek lemons are terrible. You could burn through metal with a Greek lemon. She does tell women to avoid this like the plague. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. You're done, are you? I'm done. I'm okay. I was thinking there'd be more on the back nope. of that. I'm I'm going to give you more points. That's fantastic information. Yes. I, I th- it's almost like a public information service. I feel like that. No popsicles. Don't put acid <laughs> on put, your bits and pieces. Don't put vinegar on your near. lady bits. Okay. We're Unless learning. you need to kill mold. I'm just saying. Well, I think there's other ways of doing that, to mold. be honest. I think um, proper ventilation might be the way to go. <laughs> I don't Wow. Just air it out for a while. Well, you know, if you've got mould in the basement, the best thing to do is open the windows. <laughs> right. That's what my understanding of this is. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. This is going to be a problematic story for me, this one. This is filled with lots of Eastern European words, which makes Excellent. me very happy. Outrage as woman is filmed splashing her bum with holy water at Bali Temple. Oh, no, I don't like does. that. This is the worst start you can have because the first two words is Czech couple. Czech couple Sabina Dolazalova and her boyfriend Zudanex Luka filmed the clip at the Beiji Temple in the popular town of Ubud in Bali. Aww. I've got Indonesian with Czech, so yes. this is going to be a fun nice. story for me, isn't it? In their Instagram video, they can be seen standing in front of a shrine when Zudanek puts his hand into the running water. All very romantic, of course. His girlfriend then lifts up her skirt and her partner splashes her bum with the water as she playfully screams. Things to do in a, in a oh, wow. holy place in Indonesia. The footage was shared by Dr. Arya Wedakana, a Bali senator. She accused the couple of harassing 
and fellow Indonesians agreed. Local designer Nilu Jelanitic called for Bali to become more selective in the tourists who visit the destination after watching the clip. Deport and block them from visiting Indonesia again, another woman has written. The pair, who have over more than 80,000 followers on Instagram between them, have since posted another video apologising for their actions. Hey, we are sorry about the video from yesterday, Zudanex said. We dishonoured the holy temple and holy water in Ubud, and we didn't know it. They didn't know. No, no idea. Because every chapel and church I've gone into, the first thing I want to do is slap holy water on the bare, tender, rosy buttocks of a nubile young woman. Mm. And then wonder why that wouldn't be okay. Absolutely. His girlfriend added, because we had no idea that some of the water was holy, and this is a holy temple, we really didn't want to do anything bad. We are truly (laughs) sorry. We hope you're going to forgive us. And now we are just finding what we can do to fix it. You wouldn't want to be the second person going into the holy water after that, would you? No. Does that mean that she's got a blessed holy bottom at this point? Could she like get rid of demonic entities in barns on the outskirts of town by walking in backwards with her pants down and her ass cheeks showing? Let's find out. I think we could exercise dark energies just by bearing our buttocks that have now been liberally basted in holy water. I think this would be the way to go. The Exorcism film would have been a whole lot different, wouldn't it? Yes. Uh, Max Sidow would have actually bared his ass cheeks as she was tied to the bed like every other priest would have done to a 13-year-old girl. No. Causing hate. No. Or just splashed by a checkmate. See what nice. I did there? Nice. Yeah, nice, nice, right? My best that was one. good. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Causing hate or just splashed by checkmate. Makes me very it's happy. It's even good the second time. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? A man went into hospital for a knee x-ray oh, no. and got the shock of his life. Because the doctor said nurse remove his spectacles and she was hard of hearing. When doctors discovered his penis was turning to bone. What? But there is a bone that comes out of it, like a badger. No, there's not. There is. Oh, God. Yeah. No, there's it not. There's a bone back there, and when you get excited, the bone comes forward. No, like a it badger. doesn't. It does. It, you get, no, it doesn't. You've not heard of penis bones. No, it doesn't. Get necklaces made of them. No, it doesn't. There's a bone that comes no, out. I'm telling you, there I is. I don't care. There's a bone. You're wrong. Right. You're wrong. Okay. The 63 million badgers would say otherwise. <laughs> uh, the 63-year-old had taken himself to A&E after he fell over in the street. And landed on his behind. Which was blessed with holy water. Despite not hitting his head and being able to get up and keep walking without any help, he was worried that his knee had started hurting. While he was being checked over, doctors x-rayed his pelvis to check there were no broken bones, but found something stranger than they'd bargain for. Badger bone penis. They <laughs> told the man that bone cells were forming inside his penis, at which point he got up and left the hospital, ignoring the advice of the doctors, and he never went back. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Wow. Now he's haunting the streets of Whitechapel, showing you impressionable young ladies... <laughs> Bone cell growth. Let me show you some bone cell growth, sweetheart. And then he rips open his coat. 
Lovely. The unidentified man who walked with a cane or his And had uh, a surgical phone. bag. <laughs> <laughs> and a top hat. Was wow. seen by medic. <laughs> <And a> monocle. <laughs> was seen by medics at Lincoln Medical and Mental Health Center in the Bronx area of New York City. He said that when he fell over, he fell onto his buttocks and he didn't hit his head or pass out. Which, see? That's why he can't have bones growing in his boner. Wow. And so, when he went to the emergency room, besides the pain in his knee, he also had some pain in his penis, but no other symptoms suggesting an STI. Just a nut. Such as maybe some discharge or swelling or, yeah, like a big old metal nut. Get the crescent wrench. Doctors decided to do an x-ray, and he hadn't any broken bones at all, but found an extensive plaque-like calcification along the expected distribution of his penis. Wow, you should get points just for saying that sentence. I know, right? They diagnosed him with ossification. 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 Yes, ossifer. An osteologist is a bone expert, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's Ossification, essentially a body part slowly turning into bone. So I'm thinking Medusa looked at his penis. Oh. <laughs> and stoned Stone. it. Stone. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Solidified. Apparently unhappy with the diagnosis, the man left the hospital and didn't return for treatment at all or any investigations to get to the root of the problem or his penis. Back to roots again. Mm. Ossification, calcified penis, bone cell, or what the hell? You decide. <laughs> Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian, and you will see everything for yourself in 3D and in multicolored Technicolor. Bye! Bye! Love you! Thank you for your contributions to Patreon. We appreciate what you do if you can spread the word and get other people involved we would very much appreciate that but we love each and every one of you and we'll join you at the same time next week have a great week and we'll catch up with you soon bye bye thanks a ton see you well all good things come to an end so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the k2 meter and the dead battery it is myself tonight <gasps> i never got beyond the score of I get a Whispering Dog and a $15 voucher for Petco, so not a bad fourth yeah. place. I'm happy with that. In third place tonight is Chad, who scored four and a half and just scraped half a point more right. than me, That's so I'm right. actually My disappointed now that I actually gave that point away. He yeah. gets a night in a haunted hotel in India with a rubber chicken and an EMF K2 meter, so Ooh. he'll be on the plane ready to go for that. Are we going to get a little bit of... Oh, here we go. There it is. I still think if you did that in someone's ear, in the dark, in a haunted house, that person <laughs> oh, would probably... Defi- Stop choking your chicken. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Don't you wish you were paying a dollar to see this now on a video? <laughs> yes, you do. If you pay your dollar, go to Patreon, search for MQTA Radio. You'll see Heather Morris choking her chicken. Yes. In second place tonight is Heather, who scored a remarkable yeah, strangulating yeah. six. Ooh. She gets a nice dress made from felt derived from the MQTA team's pubic hair. <gasps> and that comes with a bottle Ooh. of conditioner. But tonight's resplendent <laughs> first place winner, winning the $33,000 IR Cameron with an extensive knowledge of James Cameron and Woodstock is Michelle tonight who finishes the evening with nine points. She gets a radioactive shot 
and a calligraphy evening class. So that's a great Excellent. prize for you there. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. And remember, you can join my Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And why not jump over to SoundCloud right now, soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. You can listen to our archives and get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth in a round that we call Not For Your Mother. You've been listening to more questions and answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment, the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Trainer, Michelle Corey, and Chad Peters, and all at the International Paranormal Society at IntParanormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting. Good night.